Well, hello, everyone. Hello. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jen. And I am Jeannie. And we are taking you to Ohio. Ohio. 1952. I can't wait. The 50s. I like the 50s. Yeah. I thought it was uh, interesting clothing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I like the cars from them, too. Makes me think of all the poodle skirts and... Oh, what were those shoes that they wore? The, uh, uh, they were saddle. Saddle yeah, shoes. the saddle shoes. Mm-hmm. Ponytails and... Milkshakes, hamburgers, yeah. drive-ins. It also makes me stuff. think of the movie Grease a lot. I don't know why. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> because that's our that's our picture of the 50s. Yeah, I was about to start like just describing the movie uh-huh. Grease. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, oh, no man. singing here, though. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Definitely no. not. Uh, we're going to be talking about Evelyn Clark and Betty Butler. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't wait. A little interesting duo. Uh, yes, um, they are. Evelyn, she's 30, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that she worked at a paper bag manufacturer. Like a brown paper bag? I would think the brown paper bags that you got, you know, at the grocery store and stuff. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that kind of makes sense, right? Right. No, it does. So, and Betty, um, I didn't see that she, where she worked. I don't. I, I didn't see that she, she had did, a job. No, no, because she was married pretty young. Yeah, and she's 24. Yeah. About this time period. Yeah, she had to have married. Um, I saw that she also was married pretty early, and she also had two children. Yeah. So she was married to a pastor. So oh. I think she was just a pastor's wife. You know, she didn't. It's a job in itself. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, but then her and her husband divorced, which yeah. I think is unusual, right? Very unusual. And especially, you know. Like a pastor's it, wife. Right. But um, apparently she was having several affairs in town. Ooh. And he found out about it. And interesting, because when they went to court, um, Mm -hmm. the judge awarded, you know, gave the kids to the husband, to the Mm -hmm. pastor. That is very different. Especially in the 50s. Yeah. I mean, mean, you had to be doing some bad shit, right? Yeah. I mean, that goes up to present time. It's very difficult, I feel like, for a father to get full custody a lot of the time. So really highly unusual Back in the 50s. Yeah, but I mean, so I don't know whom, because they didn't name like who she was having the affairs with. Right. But I think. Multiples. It was multiples. And I guess it was pretty bad because kind of ruined her reputation and basically she was run out of town. Well, this must be at the time that Betty and Evelyn meet and they met at a bar. Mm Hmm. That's where you go drink your problems away, right? Makes me think of uh, the TV series Cheers, where, you know, everyone's your friend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing, like, Evelyn's there, Betty's new. Right. Blows into town. Right. It's like, hey, is this a thought? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's kind of interesting, you know, they get talking and having drinks. Mm -hmm. Everything's going great. And then Evelyn... I thought this was, it struck me as a little odd, in a sense. Yes. But she offered her $15 for sex. Yeah, and I thought it was odder that Betty accepted. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you're sitting in a bar in the 50s, so right. it's like, I wonder what kind of bar it was. Yeah. You know, um, but it just, you know, just to assume, like, hey, but Betty was also down on her luck, you know, they said, I was reading that she was homeless during this time. Yeah, but even 
maybe through their conversation, it must have been like implied that she needed money or because I'm just thinking of like, just to like, I'm thinking if I met you at a bar and we're having a conversation, my first thought would not be to like, even if I wanted to have sex, it wouldn't be like, oh, well, let me see if for $15 she'll have sex with me. So something must have been said in the conversation to allude to that. That's what I would think. I mean, because, you know, so then are you assuming she's a prostitute? You know, I mean, I'm talking about Evelyn thinking that about Betty or something. You know, I mean. What vibe was Betty giving off? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I wouldn't automatically, wouldn't he kind of work up to that? Right. You know, not just like, this is your first meeting, like, hey. Yeah. I mean, it seems a little odd, don't you think? It does. I also feel like this became like a start of a friendship with benefits, perhaps. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking that a little friends with benefits. Yeah, like, you know, I don't know. Continue on with the relationship. Yeah, you know. I mean, why yeah. not? Well, during this time, the two of them on September six decide to go fishing. At Sharon Woods. Sharon Woods, it's it's north of um, Cincinnati mm-hmm. in Ohio. Um, from what I saw of it, it's it's pretty popular now. Like, it has, like, this yeah, it's still. beautiful, like, little boat area that you can take rowboats out, go fishing. Hugely popular. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's still the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess all the locals and everything know. Yeah. Well, that's where they went. They went fishing. Um in a rowboat with a friend named Deezy. Yes, he was there hanging out with uh, the two lady folk. Yeah, the three of them all sitting there fishing together. Didn't you think it was kind of odd that they all went fishing in a boat? Yeah, you know, when I was originally um, researching this and saw that, I, w- I thought that they had hired Deezy because maybe Deezy owned the rowboat. And so, you know, like renting a boat. And if they didn't know how to, or if they just didn't want to, I mean, honestly, if I was on a rowboat, I would not want to, like, paddle that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hire somebody to, like, do that for you. Right. So I thought that they had um, hired him, but it turns out that Betty was actually, like, friendly with him. Yeah, I kind of, you know, because it kind of felt like maybe something was going to happen between the two of them. Yeah. But he was older, though. He was, like, mm-hmm. 42. Yeah. I mean, though. And she's in her mid-20s. Right. So. But I kind of felt like there was an interest there when you're reading the articles and everything. I mean, that's what it alluded to. Yeah, I did. I did as well. And I feel like, you know, maybe since Evelyn and Betty had their little friends with benefit moment, if this was now becoming from like a twosome to a threesome. Or I was thinking that Evelyn was... you know, watching what's happening. A little jealous. And, yeah, and the jealousy streak, you know, like, came out. Yeah, well, this did start, regardless of the conversation, since we don't really know what the conversation was. Uh, Betty never stated what their conversation was, neither did DZ, um, as far as exactly what was stated. But they did start to argue in the boat a lot, <laughs> Yeah, because apparently, I guess, Evelyn was throwing jabs, mm-hmm. you know, and alluding to her and Betty being together. In front of Deezy, yeah. Yeah, and so she was getting really upset with that, Betty was. I think Betty really wanted to probably keep that under wraps. Like, she didn't want people to know that she had an interest in women, maybe. Maybe, or, you know, it could have been, or could have mm-hmm. been, like, she's still traumatized from her divorce and losing mm-hmm. everything, 
because she was outed for, you know, having affairs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she wants to keep her private stuff private. Yeah. Well, DZ, he had enough of it. He ended up just rowing right back to shore and was like, you can get off now. Yeah, both of you get out. <laughs> get out of here. Because you're scaring the fish. Exactly. No more fishing. Nope. But they're still arguing. They're yelling. And um, Betty is just getting tired of the jabs from Evelyn. Yeah. And decides to just, I mean, she's going to take this into her own hands and stop it. Yeah, she was just going to stop it. Yeah, she had enough. So she attempts to strangle her. And... I feel like the oddity on this one is with a handkerchief. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking of the 50s. You know, they would wear handkerchiefs, like, in their hair or around their necks, like, little. Yeah. So, if she's arguing with Evelyn at the same time, is she, like. Was she, t- like, untying the bonnet yeah. in her head, you know, the, the handkerchief in her hair, like, I'm going to take care of you kind of deal? Right. I mean, or, like, from her neck. And yeah. then also, like, how how long was this handkerchief? Like, I mean, maybe if it's, like, around your head, because if it's one, well, I mean, if it's around your neck, I guess it could go around somebody else's neck as well. But, yeah, but you don't but have, like, like, the leverage there to be able to, like, choke them out with it. Right, I and think. Betty's not, like, a big girl. No, she's, she's a, not. She's very petite and thin. Mm-hmm. So for her to go ahead and attack Evelyn in such a way that she can strangle her, which she did. I mean, yeah. she choked her out. Right. Where she went unconscious. <laughs> but I mean, you'd have to think the fury that was built up in her. It was pretty built up. I mean, Deezy's seeing this happening and he runs over there and he's trying to get Betty to stop strangling Evelyn, which at this point she's unconscious. Deezy takes off. He goes to the boathouse. Yeah, um, he's going to go get help. Yeah, he's going to get help. And Betty, she's still on a roll. She's still pissed. Yeah, she's on fire. So... <laughs> Again, funny, not funny. (laughs) This little petite woman takes Evelyn and drags her like a hundred feet to the water. Yeah, puts her in the water. And then drowns her. Holds her head. Holds her head down. Witnesses can hear her say as she's like dragging her to the lake, if I can't strangle her, I'll drown her. (laughs) Yep. And there's like two guys in a rowboat like right across from this they're just watching what's happening like i don't know what we're gonna do like yeah i mean there wasn't i guess people right there to be able to stop her no no there wasn't and she just kept going with it and after she finished well evelyn's drowned like after she finished drowning her betty's like all right my work is done. Yeah, and that's what she said. My work is done. And then she left the area. <laughs> she was like, like, just peace out, you know? Yeah. So she leaves, and um, she finds Deezy. Tries to get out of the park with the Deezy. Now, these rangers, rangers obviously have been notified because of Deezy. Yeah. And when they arrive to the park, they see DZ and Betty trying to leave. Now, they don't know who they are. No. So. No, they could just be anybody there. Just witnesses. They're Mm -hmm. stopping everybody because there's a woman that has been drowned and they need to get as many people as they can that may have been witness to this. So they stop them from leaving, have them turn around. You're coming back with us. Mm -hmm. And the rangers now, they're pulling Evelyn's body out of the lake. They try to do CPR. 
It's too late. Yeah, that that was way too late. Uh, it was said that Evelyn's, um, the dress that she was wearing was only wet from like the waist up. So she wasn't like fully submerged in. She just like, Betty only just did what she needed to do. Right. She only took her as far as she needed to go and she, she got her job done, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it's because she's seen Evelyn now dead or I'm sure the multiple like CPR attempts or... I don't know, maybe realizing what she did, but mm-hmm. Betty then goes ahead and admits that she's the one that just drowned her. Yeah, I I wonder. I wonder um I wonder maybe she figured she was going to get caught anyways or maybe she got, you know, hurt. Maybe she calmed down and then it, it was a oh god moment, you know. Yeah, what like, have I done? What well, yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe in the moment she didn't think that she took it that far. No, she just went from zero to 60 real quick, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, because who knows? I I mean, not saying it's okay, but, you know, it's like who knows what Evelyn said to her to mm-hmm. make her, I mean, embarrass her in front of this guy that she's interested in. Yeah, and she was interested in him. Um, but she did let the Rangers know because the, they asked him about their relationship, and she had told the rangers there that she just met DZ at the beach prior to the quote unquote accident. Right. Um, she didn't want him involved. No, she didn't want to get him in trouble at all. I mean, not that he had anything, Yeah, he but she just to wanted to make it. sure he wasn't in any kind of trouble. Yeah. I mean, I think that was good. Mm-hmm. No, I think that was kind of her. It was very kind of her. Uh, well, they didn't take any time. September 8th, uh, she's held in the county jail and she's awaiting to have the grand jury with a murder charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got a jury together, had seven women, five men, a lot of women. Yeah. I was kind of surprised at how many women were on the jury, especially yeah. for the fifties. Yeah. You know, I was like, huh? Alrighty there. Yeah. Um, her defense was trying to state that Betty murdered her to, uh, get away from Evelyn's, per- they called it perverted sexual advances. Yeah, because she was saying basically she was like a um, sex slave for her. Yeah. That, you know, her food and housing, mm-hmm. you know, um, it all depended on her putting out. Wow. So instead of like paying rent, she was paying with sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, they had, um, an, I mean, it didn't really work out for Betty because she did admit that they had a sexual relationship, that they had had multiple sexual encounters together. They they were having sex together. Yeah. And then they had love letters. There were love letters. There were, yeah. You know, and I think it's kind of hard to claim, like, you know, you were being forced into all this mm-hmm. when there's love letters involved. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean... I don't think Betty would have written love letters just to keep her rent. I mean, she could have just kept having sex with her to keep her rent. Yeah. Why have the letters? Well, and that's it. Why would you write stuff? I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, the next day, um, apparently, like, right before this happened with the boating, Evelyn told her that she was going to, that Betty was going to be her woman. Like, very demanding on that. Yeah, I I think they wanted, she wanted to control her and stuff. Yeah. I mean, according to the courts, Evelyn was an older woman. Yes. 
much older, like what, four years older, like still older. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like, um, you know, she was controlling Betty cause she was an older woman. Yeah. Well, I, I got a hold of some of these love letters. Um, some of the quotes that they used during the court, uh, the court trial against Betty on it and had things written like baby, I love you and will never let you go. Hmm. The other one was like, you are my idea of paradise. That was my favorite line. That is my favorite too. You are my idea of paradise. I like the last one. All the money I have will be spent on you. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. Uh -uh. You know, I have an anniversary coming up. I might actually use one of these in my card to my husband. Oh, yeah. I think um, I think I'm going to go with uh, number two. You are my idea of paradise. I was going to say that you should write that in there. I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he listens to this, he's going to go like, "Oh, uh, what? This is where you got it from." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Thanks. Now, some of the letters I felt seemed like they had kind of separated a little bit, or they were having issues. Yeah, I thought so too. I, it. It seemed like some of the stuff had changed because Evelyn was writing to Betty and telling her that, you know, she wouldn't drink anymore, you know, things Mm -hmm. would be better and stuff. So I'm wondering what kind of drunk Evelyn was. Yeah. Another one had stated, like, I love you and the good fellow above knows that I'm going to prove it. Yeah, but I still think it goes back to our drinking. I mean, because it goes yep. back to they met in a bar. They did meet in the bar. You know, and, and Evelyn's being very controlling of her. Very. But to write that you're not going to drink anymore, obviously mm-hmm. there was discussions mm-hmm. about this. And so I'm wondering if she gets, you know, nasty or something. Yeah, they did get steamier. Mm. One of them had said, I'll meet you anywhere, the freight yard alley or anywhere. I've fallen in love with you. A freight yard alley? I don't know how romantic that sounds, though. A freight yard alley. Like a bunch of trains? Maybe in one of the boxcars or something? Ew. (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) everyone has their thing. They're all freaky deeks, so why not? Not judging. I just personally couldn't do it. I was going to say, wouldn't you think there'd be a lot of splinters? (laughs) (laughs) But I just... yeah. Oh, just saying. No, thank you. Well, her court case only lasted like seven days. Well, I mean, she did kind of do it. Yeah. I mean, lots of claims that she did it. And and she also admitted to doing it, but she was really trying to play off of the fact of it was because of the sexual advances that as if she had a right then to kill her. But then what about the whole relationship you had prior? Like, you can't, you can't have both ways. No, you can't say that you hang your whole defense on you did it because of unwanted advances. Yeah. But then they have this treasure trove of these love letters mm-hmm. between you guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of blows it out of the water. Well, while in jail, she found religion. She became a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she met a lot with the priests, nuns, all throughout when she was in jail, um, while she kept trying to appeal after appeal after appeal because she did not want to get, well, executed. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, I'd have to say. Murder, first degree murder carried the execution, the death penalty, I should say. Um, 
But on October 3rd of 1952, the jury still decided to give the guilty verdict with first-degree murder. Uh, I felt it was... I love how some papers, you know, what they write on there. Some papers, they stated it was first-degree murder in the love slang. <laughs> That's what they called it. Well, I mean, they're Kinda not was. wrong, yeah, right? They're right. But, no, but, I mean, <laughs> you would have to think, though, I mean... I think it, in today's case, I think it'd probably be more second because it wasn't like she thought, you know, she she didn't plan on going out there and killing her. No, there, yeah, this wasn't like premeditated or anything. I think this was like a fit of rage. Yeah, I think she like turned into the Hulk and yeah, something set her off. Right. Uh, she showed no emotion though when the verdict was read, and she actually told a bailiff as she was leaving that um, she expected that she figured it was going to be guilty, but at least it's over. Mm-hmm. And they said that she slept really well after the verdict, as if, I mean, it didn't phase her. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like it didn't. I think she kind of knew that she mm-hmm. was getting what she deserved. Yeah. Her de- defense attorneys, they still did try to appeal the judgment um, for a few more years, because that was in 1952. They finally ended it all in October of 1953. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this case was very sensationalized. It was like a sensational sensationalized criminal case but you know the final verdict was you're still getting the death penalty right i could see that i mean you know in the 1950s this was pretty you know you have the affairs and all this stuff going on Mm -hmm. and um during this time period there was two other women that were also going to be executed with like kind of really big cases that were going on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she was originally supposed to be executed the same day as uh, Dovi Dean, mm. which that'll probably be a future podcast yes. that we end up doing. Um, they were supposed to be executed at the same time, though, the same I, day, like one after the other. Well, if the chair was already cranked, why not keep it going? Well, there you go. But it didn't end up happening due to all the appeals. Yeah. So the evening of June 11th, 1954 betty has her last meal yeah and uh what did you think of her last meal i thought it was really odd i mean why would you i i, I don't know maybe she didn't live enough but or, or i don't know i'm thinking it's her favorite breakfast for dinner yeah but it was <laughs> cheesy eggs mm-hmm. and and um toast but the and uh apricots and two glasses of milk. Ugh. She actually finished two glasses of milk. Yeah, that would have killed me. I'm surprised that she ate, like, as much as she ate. You know, I, but in doing a lot of these cases, yeah, I'm surprised at how, yeah, they eat. And they say yeah. that they eat everything. And yeah. it's, it's like, I couldn't even imagine. Mm-mm. But yeah. I guess maybe you've made peace with it. And you just know, and it's like... I suppose so. Well, her last uh, her last visitors were were her ex husband, uh-huh. Henry, her older son. He's six at this time. His name's Donnie, and her youngest son. He's five. I'm not quite sure on his name. They had it written as Quovetus. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure if that's like a typo or not. I would have to think that was probably a typo. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. And then her mom was there as well. Yeah. Um, at eight o'clock. They're walking over to the electric chair, and I'm just totally picturing this because they said that she was wearing a little pink and black print dress mm-hmm. with white Oxfords and bobby socks. I mean, it's just 1950s right there. Right. All of it. Um, she carried her rosary beads with her. 
Yeah. She just got right there. Yeah, she was resigned to the fact. That's it. Yeah, stepped into the chair. She quietly got in it. She didn't make a big scene or anything. And at 810, she was pronounced dead. Hmm. Uh, the third woman to get the electric chair in Ohio. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's sad all the way around. Um, the case has been, it has been in, um, featured in different shows, mm-hmm. mainly about killer women. I think yeah. it was in a show about killer women, right? It was it's Deadly like, Women. Deadly Women. Yes. Yeah. Um, Although I don't think she really fits that profile because, you know, when you read the whole thing, it's kind of, she's kind of sad. Yeah, she's very it, it, it was just really sad. Yeah, she was. So, well, I have a little gem for you. Oh, I can't wait. During this time, there was a divorce going on between Edna and Floyd. They're, in, they're in their 50s. That's kind of old. And they're recently married. Oh, okay. Yeah, only two years, and now Edna wants a divorce. Hmm. What did he do? Snoring. <laughs> and you ready for this? Huh. Floyd had expected them to share a bed. What? How dare he? <gasps> yes. When they got married, she had requested separate beds during their honeymoon. And oh. Floyd said that sex was 90% of the marriage. And she quoted a Kinsley report and said, nah, it's only 75%. Oh. She agreed to only sleep in the quote-unquote big bed three days a week. Floyd wasn't having it. Mm. He decided to leave her. But she went to the court first and said, nope, I'm leaving you because you're snoring in a big bed. Mm. I think the judge got tired of it, agreed to the divorce. Ah, I think snoring does lead to the divorce. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, that's all that we have this week. Yeah, that's it. It was good, I thought. Yeah. It was sad, you know. It was sad, too. I mean, the whole thing. But what do yeah. you want to do? Well, check out our Instagram, Facebook yeah our other podcasts out there we'd love to hear from you give us a rating yeah that'd be great we'd really appreciate that and your continued support thank you so much yep thanks guys see ya see ya